Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage, and we're going to go over the title and how people getting added on could be detrimental to everyone. So today we're going to talk about parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. You know, you, you throw your kids on the title or a family member, and you're thinking, well, you know, if something happens to me, wow, they'll get the title to the home and everything will be okay. That's the way we'll do it. That's the smart way to do it. Well, I've got to tell you, that is not the smart way to do it at all. And I want to expand on that a little bit. One, when you add them onto the title, and let's say you're up north and they're down in Florida, your kids, grandkids, whatever the case may be, they want to buy a home. They're buying their first home. And all of a sudden we do a loan and then we do some investigation. We find out they're on the title of your home. So if they're on the title of your home, oh, but I own my home free and clear. Well, you have property taxes, you have insurance, you might have association fees, CDD, all kinds of things. So we have to count those against them in qualifying for the home. It's just an extra layer of hassle and headaches to get through. And, you know, I just don't think that's a smart thing to do. You know, you have attorneys that specialize in doing wills and trust. And really, everything should go through there. And you should have a will and a trust. And it should have the trustees. And I'm not an attorney, so I'm not giving you all that. I'm just saying contact an attorney and draw up a will and a trust and have everything laid out, you know, for the day that you go on and go to the next place that they have clear instructions on how it's to be distributed and how it's to move. The other thing that you put yourself at risk at, you had your job forever, you retired, you own your home free and clear, and you throw these people on the title. You're thinking you're doing great. But what happens if these people get divorced? Well, you have an, they have an asset, yours. That becomes available for the taking. What happens if they file for bankruptcy? What happens if they go ahead and get judgments and liens put against them? What happens to your property? So you really open up a can of worms. And I really don't advise that you go that direction. You know, like when we bought our home, we bought it and we put it into a trust. So if things happen to my wife or I, one of us or both of us, there is a trust and it has specific instructions on what to do to distribute the assets and go through it. Doesn't have to go through probate. And I think that's what you need to make sure that you're taken care of. While you're alive and while you're here, you have an asset, protect it. It's yours. You work for it. You have it. Don't put it at risk due to a family member and unforeseen circumstances. It's just not really wise to do. And I think this is very powerful. I can't tell you. I closed on a loan. I'm not kidding you. First time home buyers. It goes into QC, quality control. They find out that this girl owns six properties up in some freaking state up north. Uh, you know, only average house size was 24 grand, which was cool. 
no mortgages or liens, but we had to tag the taxes and the insurance of all six properties on these poor people trying to buy a home. And she didn't even know she owned them. So I think transparency, I think being forthright, I think if you're going to start saying, hey, I want to start protecting my assets, I think that it's imperative that you communicate with the people involved that you're thinking about doing it. And, uh, you know, having the trust and having a, a trustee that can handle things in case things go, you know, different. And the other thing, uh, you got two people wanting to buy a house, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever the case may be. And, you know, one really doesn't have the greatest credit and really doesn't want to go on the title, I mean, on the loan due to low credit scores, or maybe they just don't qualify and probably be a detriment to the borrower. Well, they can go on the contract. They can go on the title, but they don't have to go on the note. So we don't have to pull their credit or do anything. So you can have people on the title with you that are not on the debt instrument qualifying for a home. A lot of people ask me that question. And that's just something that is there that you don't have to worry about. So if you're buying a home and, uh, you know, you have someone on the title that's going to live with you and they're, they're going to make the mortgage payments to help you out, but they're not going on the title with you, you can put them on the contract, which will put them on the title. They'll have to sign the mortgage, which is what gets recorded at the courthouse, but they're, they're not on the note. The note is the debt instrument. So they'll have to sign some documents, but again, they're not on, uh, they're not on the note. Uh, they just have to sign the mortgage, which is what? Recorded at the courthouse so that they can show, all right? And so those are things going on there. And, and the other thing I want to share with you, all these people, you know, if you're married, you put yourselves on the title. I mean, boyfriends, girlfriends, and all that, I'm not really keen, you know? Like, if one's really the strong one buying it, just buy it in your name. When you get married, it's going to become an, a, an asset, but it just complicates things. You know, if things don't work out and you have to say goodbye to one another, well, you're on the title. You know, then you got to go through all that and, you know, do the quick claim. And then there's just, you got to give money. And, you know, if there's no equity or there's equity. So I think you just open up a can of worms by doing that. If you got someone strong, buy the house. And then really go back to the attorney and do a will and a trust. And just protect yourselves. And I think there's some real importance to that. So I just want to share those are things that you need to know and what to, you know, to proceed on. So really on the title, you know, again, you can add people on and they don't have to be on the note. So that's that one. So just remember that as you go along. But you do open up a can of worms when you throw people on there. And sometimes it's just better to be on your own. Do it. And then, you know, because people are in their house, what, five, seven years Maybe you'll do a refi, you buy another home. Well, then there, you get married, it's yours anyways. It's, it's an asset, it's all 50-50. So just things to remember. And uh, a lot of times, another thing is that, you know, like when we, like I said, we bought our homes, we, we keep things in a trust and you're allowed to have it in a trust. So when you're buying a home, you can have it in a trust and the trust is already there. If you're refinancing, you can have it in a trust. So, you know, it's good to have things in a trust that really explain what's going to happen and what's going to take place. So trusts are very good. And again, seek the advice of an attorney that specializes in that. And I, I think that's the way to go on that one. And you can legally do it. You know, a lot of times people want to change the names on the title when they own it. And that they have a due on sale clause. What does that mean? Well, if you change the title, 
that means you change the ownership or added ownership. That could, you know, if the lender knows about it, yeah, they can say, hey, listen, uh, you change it. Pay us off. So that does say it on there. And it is written in there. So it's called the due on sale clause. Meaning if you change the title, it could happen. So for us, you know, when we ever buy a house, we just have it go into trust because we have our trust already set and we just do it that way so we don't have to change the name of the title or do anything. So just some things to remember. And I think it's important that you do that. I, I hope I've been helpful on this one. Really some good information, some good bites in this one because I see a lot of this where there's so much confusion and I'm just like giving you the basics of you know what to do and not what not what to do. So really what you got to do is just seek the legal advice and, and do all the correct things going forward. And, and that's not my recommendation. And then another thing, I'm going to throw this at you. If you're getting divorced, title, and, and the judge says, hey, listen, you got to leave this house. They got to refinance. Get them to refinance. You are. It doesn't matter. If you are, <laughs> if you're on that loan and you get divorced and they don't refinance it, and they don't make mortgage payments or they go in foreclosure. I'm sorry, that is going to be a problem. So really, force the sale. If you're in a house and you're getting divorced, get rid of it. If they can't refinance it before or right at the time of closing, don't. I never see these people do it after the fact. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't, it's a fight and a struggle and attorney fees to get them to do it. Everyone gets lazy and complacent. Uh, my recommendation... It's cut ties. You're getting divorced, get rid of the house. Ain't nobody, get rid of it. If you're on the title, you're on the loan. You're on that loan. That's a problem. You don't want that on your record. Really, you don't. It's not a human being underwriting and processing your loan. It's a computer. So you don't need to add any more confusion to that as well. I just thought I'd throw that tidbit out there. So I'm Didier. If you like my, you listen to the podcast that I have, I strongly recommend that you go to my videos and subscribe. You want more details? You pop right over to that podcast. You're learning, you're growing, and that's what we're trying to do. 10-minute podcast, Buying Florida with Didier. Subscribe and continue to learn. I'm here to teach you. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.